Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, home of the zestiest, spiciest, dumbest, smartest, ignorantest takes you can have within a blunt's worth of time. We're just three Knicks addicts catching you up. It's me, the saddest Knicks fan. It's Dougie Fresh. Does anybody have the number for a cardiologist? My shit is bumping right now. And D-Boy. Just like that, we're out of the lottery. Yerk. Yerk. A womp womp. Yikes. That, that sucks. Final score, Knickerbockers, 91. Magic, 84. Walt's suit was a gregarious gray, which was descriptive of the overall play from this matinee. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Tight, ugly win, but the Knicks put the team from Disney World away. Let's hand out some awards. The Cole Anthony, who's your daddy most valuable player, for a second consecutive day goes to R.J. Barrett, who sealed the game with a fast break bucket and scored 22 in his 38 minutes of play. Julius Randle muscled his way into earning the tibbs Rogaine play of the game, taking a Cole Anthony elbow to the chops while winning a battle for a rebound with the entire Magic team. The VH1, I love the 90s nostalgia statue, goes to the Knicks defense, which has given up less than 90 points two games in a row. The New York pizza, even when it's bad, it's good trophy, also goes to Julius Magic Randall, who struggled throughout, yet still posted 21 points and 17 rebounds. And finally, the sad stat of the game, the Knicks shot five for 27 from three, a ghastly 18%. That was one of the messiest, ugliest games I've ever seen. With both teams shooting well under 40%, the Knicks coughed up a 14-point lead to start the same movie we've seen a hundred times. Lucevic, part owner of the New York Knicks alongside James Dolan, started to cook. And Terrence Ross hit one of those classic circus shots that always seems to go down against us as the shot clock expired. That boring-ass Magic team seemed primed to take yet another low-scoring grind of a matinee from us, as has been the case for years now. But RJ, Mitch, and Randall showed just enough grit and toughness to eke this one out. Culture change? This day in Sad Knicks history, January 18th, 1997, Phoenix 105, New York 98. The Knicks were up double digits at the half, but momentum shifted with a vicious Kevin Johnson, John Starks collision that required x-rays for Starks. Cedric Sabalos dropped in 32 points for an overall sunny performance. Randall guarded by Birch. Birch no match for Randall on the perimeter, but Randall spins, gets inside, lays it up and in. Hayton. Back up top to Randall. Randall for three. Rebound Barrett. Back up and in. Like it or not, Julius Randall won the game for the Knicks. His effort has been valiant, and he's put himself on the line time and time again in big situations, literally and figuratively. 
Do you want to see him continue to be the go-to guy and set an example for some of our youngsters? No. Or are these moments just uh, trade trade value boosters, D-Boy? I'm sorry. I just hate watching Julius Randle wins. They're the ugliest Knicks wins. I'm so tired of the, the magic Randall experiment. The magic had all the momentum until Randall said, screw it, this is my game to win. But are you going to build a team around Julius Randle? Because that's really the only type of team that succeeds with Julius Randle. And if you're not going to build around him, then why have him? And if you're going to have him as the main guy, can you succeed? Also, RJ won that game. He got that big bucket on the fast break. He's the one who actually put the Knicks ahead for the last time with that little scoop drive. RJ came up with big buckets throughout the game. The reason the Knicks had the lead that they blew was because of RJ Barrett. And it's really interesting when you bring up RJ and his relationship to Randall. Sometimes it seems like he has to literally rip the ball out of Randall's hands or Peyton's hands to get chances chances in big moments and, and to get himself in a position to be that deciding player. Is, is Randall's presence on this team holding back RJ? Randall's presence as the primary ball handler is holding back RJ. There's a reason this team suddenly becomes so fun to watch when Emmanuel quickly has the ball and there's guys who want to run the floor and not play this game where how many times this game did you see the Knicks shoot the ball with less than five seconds on the shot clock? I hate it. The whole game. That is a symptom. That is a symptom of the of the of the plotting Randall post game. And it only exacerbates itself when Peyton's on the floor with him. And with Randall in there, we're not seeing Obi Toppin. We're not seeing whether he's the greatest thing since Amari or a bust. We're not seeing development of Kevin Knox. He gets, what, four shots in the corner a game. We're not seeing any of this development because Randall is in the way. Like it or not, they play the same position, and we need to figure out these guys and get rid of Randall. The the quick hooks were certainly out today. Emmanuel quickly vanished as soon as he appeared in the fourth quarter. Now, my opinion is Thibodeau went back to his normal habit of trying to protect a win and protect the lead at all costs. And one of those costs tonight, unfortunately, was was Emmanuel Quickly's development. But Quickly made some terrible decisions, not the least of which was being the best three-point shooter on the floor for the Knicks and dishing off as the shot clock expired for a Nerlens Noel three-pointer. Come on, kid. You're just like Tibbs. You're not loyal. The Magic never took back the lead until Alfred Payton came in the game. Quickly's a rookie, he's gonna struggle, and we need to play our rookies in the fourth quarter if we ever want them to perform there. If Quickly comes out looking strong in that fourth quarter, he's finished games for us before already this year. It's not unreasonable to go to your bench when your guy who's out there is not working for you. What I really think was an issue for Quickly today as far as finding his rhythm goes, was Austin Rivers' insistence on creating shots for himself. Rivers is in such a funk, he's so out of rhythm that he needs the ball a lot right now, and and that's not what we have him for. And I think it had a detrimental effect on the Knicks going down the stretch. So I think Quickly needs to be able to rock without Rivers out there. Quivers might be dead. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys and just say that Coach Tibbs is doing a great job here. He's playing the... What have you done for me lately? He's showing the rooks that you have to earn your play time, okay? Yeah, so what if Alfred Payton has a game that's not that great every other game? 
but he's going out there and he's putting out effort. He caught a body today, I'm just saying. Ugh. Quickly just had two incredible games. He has the highest points per 36 minutes of any rookie in the league. What more does he have to show you and prove to you to be given the burn and consistency that a starting point guard deserves? Peyton tends to have this thing where he just always plays well enough to stay in the starting lineup after having two or three really shitty games in a row. But I, what I thought was interesting about Quickly's game is that he proved what Monty said yesterday in yesterday's episode, that he might be actually more suited to distribute the playmaking duties to some other players while he's out there on the floor. Maybe he's not the primary ball handler in an ideal situation. This is not an ideal situation. Quickly deserves the starting point guard on this year's New York Knicks. He is a Lou Williams, and that is his future on the Knicks if they're smart for the next decade. Well, Yo, what the fuck is a magic? The team name was chosen instead of the heat, which Miami snatched instead, the tropics and juice. Seriously, they could have been the juice. Also, Magic Johnson was still playing in the NBA, which is like, bro, get off this dude's jock. Oh no, it's in reference to Orlando's only attraction, Disney World. So you're saying the name of your team is just some marketing ploy for Mickey Mouse? Whack. The franchise has been owned by the DeVos family since 91. Yeah, worst secretary of education ever, Betsy DeVos, DeVos family. Gross. No wonder the basketball god saw fit that you fail in the finals and all your best players leave. Have some respect and move to Tampa. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, 500 is the definition of A.